when one of our daughters, uh, who shall, rename, shall remain nameless, was much younger, <clears throat> she was very afraid of escalators. We would walk up to an escalator and she would just sort of like, look at it, right? You know, and it's going up or down and, you know, I'd say, I'll pick you up or I'd say, just take a step and she would just look at it and she'd put that foot out and take it back and put it out and take it back. And, you know, then the line forms behind you, right? And you can't go forward and you can't go backwards and you're just, you're stuck. And she would just be completely paralyzed. Maybe you know what that's like. You know, this week I thought I'd find a funny video of a kid that was going through that same thing, standing at the the top or bottom of an escalator and just frozen. And I started looking for videos and I saw so many videos of people who had feet and fingers stuck in escalators that I'm not sure I can go on an escalator anymore myself now. But fear does paralyze us, doesn't it? Fear is powerful. And when we are afraid, it is hard to go forward, it is hard to go backwards, it can happen in lots of areas of life. It can happen in our relationship. Maybe there's a relationship that was once really healthy and now it's not. And you're hurt, the other person is hurt, you're not sure how to move forward with that person, you can't go back to what once was, and so you just sort of let it be. And there it is, and you're frozen where you are. That can happen at work. Maybe you get a review at work that's not very good and and, and you want to improve, but you're not exactly sure how to improve. And so you're sort of just stuck there and you're not getting any better. Maybe you're not getting worse, but you're frozen because of your fear. That can happen with our health. Things are uncertain. We're not sure if we're going to get better. Hopefully we're not going to get worse, but there's a diagnosis that's bothering us and we're a little frozen in life, afraid to take the next step because of what may happen. It can happen in so many areas of life. Fear is a powerful both motivator and a force that can freeze us in place. Now, it does lots of things to us. Well, number one, it can make us second-guess ourselves, can it? It makes us feel like well, maybe I did that wrong. It's that Monday morning quarterback thing where we made a decision yesterday and we were sure, and then we begin to think, well, maybe that wasn't the, the right way to go. Maybe I should have done something else. What happens if this fails? What happens if, if I can't complete the task? What happens if I'm not up to it? What happens if it was the wrong decision and other people don't like it and we become frozen because we're looking back and we're afraid that we made the wrong decision. Fear creates anxiety within us. You know that feeling. It's not just emotional. It's not just mental. It, we feel it in our gut, right? That anxiety that builds up in us because we are afraid of something that may or may not happen. It keeps us from taking risks. We know that there's an opportunity to succeed out there, an opportunity to do something big, an opportunity that would make an impact, but because we're afraid of failure, because we're afraid someone won't like it, because we're afraid we're not up to it, we don't take the risk. Fear can dampen our passion. Things that we love, things that we're excited about, suddenly we become numb to because of our fear that we can't get the job done, that we're going to fail. Fear is so powerful. So 
What do we do as Christians? Today, we continue in the series of lessons that we're calling Beyond, and we're continuing that each Sunday night. I want to invite you to be back tonight at 6.30 in the Fellowship Hall to continue this discussion. But we're thinking about how God's power is greater than, than, than our power, and sometimes greater than we even imagine because we limit God. How does God deal with our fear, this fear that causes us so much struggle in life? Today, I want us to look at two passages that I think speak to that fear. One is, they're both in Paul's letters. The first is in the book of Philippians, and we've talked a good bit about Philippians in this series. And Paul is writing, and at the end of the letter, he's giving some really sort of practical instruction on the Christian life. And he says this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything... Through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let's read that again. Don't worry about anything. Now, stop right there, right? Well, thanks, Paul. That's real helpful. That's what I want to say. Don't worry about anything. If you read the devotion for today and the the daily devotions for this series You know, I I am a worrier. I've talked about that before, a world-class worrier. And for Paul to just say, hey, James, don't worry about that. That's not super helpful to me, okay? I'm not sure what to do with that because if I could turn worry off like a switch, I would have done it a long time ago. But Paul doesn't stop there, does he? He says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, in all things, he says, Present your requests to God by prayer, petition, thanksgiving. So we have an obligation. It's not that it's just up to us to say, okay, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to deal with the fear that's in my heart, the anxiety that's within me. I'm just going to turn that off. That's not what Paul says. Paul says, instead, it's, it's sort of, okay, you've got the opportunity. You can just worry about it or you can pray about it. And he gets really specific there. He says in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So there's two aspects to that. First of all, take it to God. Petition means you're asking God for something. You are saying, God, here is a need in my life. And maybe the need is, God, I can't seem to overcome this fear, this worry in my heart, in myself. I'm so afraid of this. And and God, I need you to act. That's a petition. When we say, God, my fear has frozen me and I need you to help me move forward, that's a petition. But Paul also says that's not all, right? Petition with thanksgiving. So Paul's saying, sort of look back. You might even look back in the short term. You know, I've been amazed sometimes when I look back and, and think, Well, you know, last Sunday or last Monday or last Tuesday, I was really worried about this. And it's not even on my radar anymore. Well, God's been at work. See, I was so afraid and had all this anxiety over whatever was going on, but God's been at work. It's not even an issue now. And I tend to not think about that and not give thanks to this God who's been at work in my life. And Paul's saying, Look back. Yeah, take your needs to God. Talk about your fear with God, but also look back. And think about what God has already done. The way God has already been at work. 
And when you see that, and when you see that this is a powerful God, maybe more powerful than we imagine, in those moments, sometimes we can understand what God is doing and see that God can take us beyond our fear. Verse 7, Paul says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If we're dealing with fear, if we're dealing with anxiety, Paul says, don't worry. Okay. But he also says, pray about it. That's what you can do. You know, so often what we do is we, we make prayer our last resort, right? I'll, I'll do everything else, and then when I can't get the job done, when I can't deal with my worry and my anxiety and my fear, I can't deal with it on my own, then I'll pray. Paul says, no, in everything, so that means even at the beginning, pray. And then God's peace can be at work. And he says, you may not even understand it. Passes all understanding. Have you ever experienced that? Where you've got this anxiety and fear and worry in your heart, and somehow God just deals with it. That's a powerful thing. And we don't always understand how that works. It's not magic, it's the power of God. Sometimes God does that, sometimes He doesn't. But, but Paul says we've got to allow a place God to be at work. And when we say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to solve all my problems, I'm going to deal with what I'm worried about, it's up to me, I mean, who else is going to do it for me, right? When we do all that, then we have excluded God. We've sort of put Him over here. When we take all of this to Him first, then we've opened ourselves up to the peace that God provides. Peace that we don't fully understand. We need that peace. And we've got to make space for that peace to be at work. Second verse I want us to look at, second passage, is over in 2 Timothy chapter 1. A great passage. I've quoted it many times. People who are struggling with fear. And this is what Paul says to Timothy. This young minister who's growing in his ministry and his faith. He says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, Love and sound judgment. Now let's keep that verse up for just a minute. God's not given us a spirit of fear. Now this verse is uh, in, on the screen is in all caps. Okay, we have this neat little way in English to sort of show if we're talking about God. And oftentimes, what we do is we capitalize the first letter of the word. Right? That's a nice little trick that we've got in English. Unfortunately, in Greek. The original language that Paul was writing in, it looked much like this in that it would be written either in all lowercase or in all uppercase. Right? So it would be like this, all uppercase letters, possibly. So when we come to that word, spirit, when Paul was writing, or the people who copied Paul's writing, it was up to whoever read it, whoever understood it, to know whether... Paul was talking about my spirit, in which case it would be lowercase, or the Holy Spirit, God's spirit, in which case the S in spirit is capitalized. Now, our English translations 
They're all over the place on this. Some translations capitalize the S. Some translations do not capitalize the S. And again, it's because there's nothing in the original manuscript that tells us is this, that God has not given me a spirit, my spirit is not one of fear, or are we talking about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that God has filled me with? Well, when I read that, there's only one way that this works for me. Because the spirit that God has given me, that I was born with, gets pretty afraid sometimes. But the spirit that has indwelled me because of God's presence in my life is never afraid. The spirit that God has blessed every single one of us, the Holy Spirit, the fact that God is at work in you and in me, that spirit, oh, that's not a spirit of fear. That's a spirit of power and love and sound judgment. And God is at work in you with that. And so when Paul says in Philippians, don't worry about it. Man, when I can underline that and undergird that with the truth that I find here in 2 Timothy, that God's Spirit is not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and sound judgment and power, then I can begin to understand how it could possibly be that I could cast away that worry, cast away that anxiety, cast away that fear that is so powerful. Because God is at work. God is at work. And so today, what I want us to really take from this passage is that God's peace that He promises in Philippians is greater than your fear. God's presence, God's Spirit that comes in this peace is greater than all that. So today, if you're paralyzed with fear, and maybe you are, it happens. What do we do? Well, we've got some responsibility, right? Paul says, pray. We need to take that fear to God. And so today, if you're dealing with some fear, maybe you're sitting in this room this morning in the midst of worship, and there is fear and anxiety in your heart. Okay? That's, that's part of what happens as human beings. It's part of what happens as living this life. It's okay to walk in this room with fear and anxiety. But God is at work. And the spirit that he has filled you with is not a spirit of fear. And God is at work in you and in your life. We've just got to make space for that. You know, part of the problem is we, we so easily get in our own heads. I've said this many times, and it's actually in, again, the devotion for today. So many of my worries and my fears begin with two words. What if? Right? What if I fail in this? What if somebody gets sick? What if there's not enough money? What if you name it and I can worry about it, okay? And when our focus is on all the what ifs, it is not on God. It is not on a spirit of power and love, and sound judgment. It is on my spirit, which can so easily be filled 
with fear. But God's peace is greater than all that. And so my part of the responsibility is not somehow to sort of to get rid of all that worry on my own, but to open up myself so that God's Spirit has an opportunity to be at work in me to overcome my fear and anxiety. You know, I think about the story of Elijah. We've talked about it before. Elijah's in the midst of his ministry, and he's dealing with such a difficult time in the history of Israel, and and Ahab and Jezebel, the king and the queen, are after him, and it's been a powerful experience. And, and, And the queen has said, listen, Basically, may God strike me down if you're not dead by this time tomorrow. And so, Elijah, Scripture says he was afraid. I get it. And he ran, and he hid in a cave, and he just sort of said to God, I'm just going to sit here till I die. But an angel visited him twice. And the final message was, God has work for you to do. Sometimes what we've got to do in the midst of our fear, and Elijah had real fear, fear for his life. What we've got to do is open ourselves up so that God's word is spoken into our lives. It may not be an audible voice, and it may not be an angel that visits us. What it might be is peace that we don't understand that comes from God's Spirit at work in our hearts. God's peace is greater than our fear. Let's pray together. God, many of us would have to come before you and say that there's something on our hearts, something on our minds, or spirits, It's causing us anxiety or fear or worry this morning. God, we're thankful that you're a God who cares about that. A God who listens to us when we talk to you about that. A God who's dealt with our fear in the past. So God, this morning what we want to do is make room for your spirit. Make room for you to be at work in our hearts and our minds in ways that we don't even understand. So God, we submit to you in that. And we ask that you would cast out our fear and our worry. God, give us the courage to trust you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.